0: It's Zach Lingley chi I'm so popular, and I'm here with the most f- fabulous guest I've ever had in my entire career. Who are you?
1: Hi, I'm Nadine, and on Twitter, I'm at HopeWarrior615 or Dangerous Phoenix.
0: Uh, hi, Nadine. What are you doing?
1: I am sitting in my room at work in a salon and drinking some wine because I'm done for the day because it's party time with Zach, woo! It's,
0: it's party time <laughs> with Zach, What's going on? And my next question is, why do you follow me?
1: Um, I don't know, I started following you because I just thought you were fun. So I, I like seeing all the, you know, the fun things that you say and do, um, I don't know. And you're like, just a fun person
0: no i i'm thinking back to like how we like uh got twitter acquainted and i have literally no idea like usually i have like some little shred of a thought about how i got connected but someday i just followed you no you never do
1: (laughs) i never do like i will literally like just see like if somebody followed me or if somebody's following somebody and then like a lot of stuff that um, maybe like somebody I follow and they liked things. And I'm like, Oh, I like that too. Like, let me follow that person. And I don't really just remember. I don't remember like a lot anyway. So it's all good.
0: No, that's like the way to like leave your, like, it's the way to lead your life, like to not get like so caught up in that kind of stuff. But in any case, I have no idea how you appeared on my Twitter, but somehow you did. And since you did, I have been blessed with beautiful Twitter fleets of your immaculate makeup looks with uh, pristine titty exposure. (laughs) Nothing but love and beauty. I feel like you remind me of the kind of woman that I always wanted to be friends with. So I'm always just totally warm to see you on the timeline and very happy to have you on tonight to talk about makeup and Britney Spears.
1: Yes, thank you. And thank you for um, liking my fleets as well. One thing I enjoy about it is, like you said, with my makeup, it's just kind of an art project for me. So I will do my makeup and might be in a bra, but it's always tasteful. Like, I'm never going to do something that is in poor taste. I want it to be maybe cheeky, kind of, you know, 50s type style, like leave things to your imagination. Absolutely.
0: No, I feel like... um... Your makeup look is like something that kind of um it defies like the OnlyFans hoariness of today's culture. Like when you appear on the timeline, it's like in like these almost like David Lynch shot pictures where you have your eyeshadow like, padded down to the most beautiful extremity. It's so gorgeous. Like, I just feel like the kind of makeup you do is something that no one sees anymore, and it's really riveting to see. So I'm really happy you're here today. Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here.
0: So how did you get into makeup?
1: Uh, well, I mostly tell people these days I was pretty much, like, just born loving it. Um, I was, I mean, I could give away my age, of course, but, um, as a (laughs) child of the 80s (laughs) with, um, with all the extreme makeup out there, like I just, I loved it. And I loved all the different looks and everything. And as soon as I could get my hands on any type of makeup, I would, there was a time when you know, like, relatives or, like, friends' relatives would be like, I don't use this makeup anymore, so here you go. And it's, like, so gross to think about it that we never, like, sanitized or anything. But, I mean, I survived, so. <laughs> but, um. I have I'm... never
0: washed a brush in my entire life. Not oh, one yeah. brush. I've never washed one brush ever.
1: I, I will wash them every once in a while, but especially <laughs> eyeshadow brushes, like, I only use them on myself, so I usually wipe them off on, like, a paper towel or something, so they're really not nasty. But foundation mm. brushes, they do get kind of disgusting.
0: Okay, so um, before we get into the logistics of foundation, the reason that I, I brought you on today to uh, talk about makeup is because, like I said earlier, like, I feel like you have, like, this really classical sense of makeup and beauty that's so rare And I I get really excited when I see people doing, like, your kind of makeup. Because that's the kind of look I want to do when I'm applying makeup. And everything from, like, the way you do your eyeshadow to the contour that's, like, not quite Kim Kardashian. Like, it's it's much more 80s, like you said. Plus, Mm -hmm. like, your hairstyling. Like, all of it is such, like, this pristine image that... I also feel like a really strong affinity towards and of course like a am much uh, further away from arriving to but I mean that that's why I want to talk to you but I uh
1: you want me to reveal my secrets
0: <laughs> all of them I want all of them cuz I know not, I'm you know I'm a drag queen and most drag queens when they put on makeup it's like they put on the white foundation you know and then mm-hmm. they do these really extreme like you know foundation and they do these contours and these highlights that cost like so much money it's like stage and like theater produced makeup but i just like put on like girl makeup because i one don't care or have enough money to invest in like theater production like cosmetics and two i feel like it's like more interesting and exciting for like a man to put on like these like classical kinds of cosmetics right
1: yeah, I I definitely agree with that, and I I agree with not spending a whole ton of money on things like you know I'm a mom I have to feed my kids. Uh, a lot of people are like, what do you use for like your contour? And I'm like, literally, it's dark powder, like a Maybelline powder that is meant for darker skinned girls. Like it was $5 at Dollar General. Like (laughs) I'm not going to spend $20 (laughs) on a bronzer or a contour kit or anything like that. Like, so I just kind of just slap it on. And I love how you mentioned about too, about drag queens and making the extreme lines and extreme cuts and things like that. And that was one thing that I fell in love with too, when I was younger was on cable. I used to watch USA a lot and RuPaul would be on USA up all night. And I was like, oh my God, who is this? And I love the makeup. And then, you know, over the years, just like reading books and especially my thing was magazines. I was obsessed with magazines and I would learn how to do makeup just from looking at the pictures in magazines. And people have to understand, like you said, sage makeup and everything, the extreme lines. And the contours and all of those lines is so people far away in the audience can see you. And I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's like clowns, but in a way. Oh, but like it's
0: clown, like it's a little clown.
1: Right, because the same thing you know in the circus long time ago people looking down from the balconies there weren't any screens for things to project on so in order to see the facial expressions of the person that's hundreds and hundreds of feet away from you it had to be extreme so then you can understand like the expressions that they're making and it's just that's just the development and how things ended up being
0: no that's exactly true and it's like I feel like when drag started it was a lot more about sort of like feminine interpretation and it was like uh, Mm -hmm. men who did light makeup and they wore unflashy dresses as like a means of conveying femininity and as time has gone by and culture has gotten bigger and RuPaul's drag race has been introduced and like If you can create the woman in the most extreme element, then you can be Mm -hmm. a famous drag queen. But that's like never appealed to me. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I've always been like really fascinated by, kind of like the basic element of drag, which is like a man who can put on some makeup and then like, appear to be a somewhat beautiful androgynous woman. I feel like that's like fascinating, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where you're still yourself and you're not creating a persona where, you know, you're one person and you're another person. You mel- you meld them together.
0: Yes, that's so true. Like, I feel like a lot of drag queens have like the, a really spe- like, specific character that they do. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm putting my drag on. I'm becoming that person. But when I put on my makeup, it's not like I'm becoming a different character. It's more like I'm like... Just like,
1: amplifying yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm like cementing like the things that I already know to be true about me, you know?
1: Yep. I, I kind of feel the same way about women who wear the exact same makeup every single day. Mm. I know people like that where it's the same colors, the same lipstick. The same way they put eyeshadow on every single day, like, that's just their face. And if that's what makes you feel comfortable, like, I'm not knocking it at all, you know? Like, that's who you are. But on the same hand, for me, I would get so bored. And maybe that's just what it is. Like, I don't want to be bored. I want to just keep doing things.
0: Well, I mean, isn't it because, like, women, like, um, they have, like, two options when it comes to makeup. And it's, like, they can either choose to put it on as, like, a male attractor. It's like, I'm going to put on makeup so I can, like, find guys to sleep with at the bar. Or it's like they can put on makeup to, like, do art, basically. And I'm not, like, talking about, like, people who do, like, like bizarre shapes on their face or something, but it's like they do, like, the feminine element in this, like, extremely gorgeous, like, practiced, rehearsed, like, worked-on art form, which is what I think you do. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's absolutely what I do. Do. and It's funny because there's a story that um, I always <laughs> I tell people sometimes about makeup. I think I was in like third grade, and I don't know. There was these girls where I lived um, in the trailer park that were like they said they were my friends, but they were always super mean to me. And I don't even remember what happened, but I got in a fight with them, and it was like what well, was the 80s? So it was that whole like you change into a different person like billy jean you know what i mean so i went home and i got my mom's makeup and i just put like this crazy like blue eyeshadow on like totally rock and roll i had like one glove on and then i rode my brother's like black beat up bmx bike down and then i was like hey what's up guys and i always tell everybody i was like it's kind of like my war paint and i don't mind how it's called that because that's pretty much how I feel you know like I'm going into battle this is what it is and let's roll
0: no I feel the same way it's like I put on my makeup because I have a goal in mind which is Mm -hmm. that I want to create the illusion of a woman and I you know I could do like the the dramatic harsh drag lines but I just feel like to kind of do a more subtle thing is like, and to try to create the illusion and something that's like not so aggressive is like a little more enticing, you know. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of curious, like, what your end goal is. It's like I'm gonna put on makeup today. Like, what do you want when you put on these products to your face?
1: Um, I don't know. I kind of just roll with it. I don't. I don't have a beginning goal. I don't have. My end goal is that I just want it to look good. And then even when I might be disappointed in it, there's so many people are like, your makeup looks super good. And I'm like, thanks, but whatever's wrong with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, Um, I do. Do you find that listening to certain music will influence like the look you're doing?
0: Oh my God. Yes. Because I mean, sometimes I do like Twitch streams when I'm doing my makeup, but like Most of the time, it's, like, me and, like, whatever music I want to put on, or, like, a podcast even, and it's, like, the experience of hearing something, like, while you are literally painting your face. It's, like, you know, the, the phrase painting your face is, like, pretty overworked, but, like to successfully apply makeup to the the degree that I do. And I I think you do as well. It's like, you have to spend a lot of time working on like fine details to make sure that like you're creating what you want to create, you know? And so, um, I listen to a lot of eighties music when I'm like really into my makeup and like, that's when it turns out the best. I feel like.
1: Nice. I, I'm definitely partial to fifties music, but I will listen to eighties music too. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right with the fine details and that's, that's my, I guess you would say that's my main goal is the very fine details. I find that as I've gotten older, um, my skills are a lot better than they have been when I was younger, but my skin has changed a little bit. So I have to tweak the way I do things certain ways or sometimes, you know what makes me the most mad is my brows. They make me so mad because I actually like, mine are like relatively thin. I could have them thicker, but I, I hate having them like lower because I love doing like a white highlight underneath. Mm. So I need that whole brow bone exposed And then I have to draw them up and above. So some days they're okay. And then some days I'm like, what is going on with you guys? Like, I can't right now.
0: Have you glued your eyes, your uh, eyebrows down before?
1: I've not, but one of the things that I do at work is I do brow laminating. So I have laminated my brows before and I'll have to send you some pictures of when I had it done. Um, But it's just like, it's one of those things where I have to do it myself. And also, I don't have to pay for it if I do it myself. <laughs> um, but it does actually help where it does open up your brows and it allows you to just draw in little lines. I don't really have to use so much powder. I like both looks though. I like, I love having a super, super dramatic brow. But then, on the same hand, then especially probably once it starts getting hotter out, having more of the feathered less drawn in brows easier because I know it's going to be like a hundred degrees in my little room in my house. So I don't want to be melting there doing my makeup forever.
0: I I mean, I want to tell you that my brow routine is like the most retarded shocking stuff you will ever see in your entire life. It's like absurd because I, um, I am very in terms of makeup underskilled. Like I am very like not that talented, but like I have my mission and so Mm -hmm. i will i work for a mission and like i would do what i have to do to present the feminine image like when i'm in drag and i have i mean you can see me because we're both on camera right now but i have like very prominent boy
1: brows brows.
0: they're Mm -hmm. full they they are a big statement they are centimeters above my eyes But I refuse to block them. I will never glue them down. I will put a little bit of eyeshadow in to, like, you know, fill them all the way up. But it's, like, I think the special part of makeup when a woman is doing it successfully is that they can kind of recognize the bizarre parts of their face. They can kind of see, like, what makes them different. And they can learn to accentuate them in ways that make it exciting.
1: Yeah, I will say when you were talking about your brows and like looking at your facial structure and stuff, you totally have the same facial structure as like Cara Delevingne. Oh my god,
0: hold up! I have heard the Cara comment from dozens of people. That is the first celebrity I'm always. It's so true. So true. I'm not even in drag right now, and you could see it because you're a genius.
1: So what? But, oh, oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, you go ahead.
1: One thing I was thinking about on my way to work today, um, talking about makeup was um, a lot of the things that I, I miss that were around when I was a kid. Like I literally miss the old Max Factor makeup in the US. It was in the drugstores, but I'm telling you it was the most luxurious drugstore brand ever and like even the blush compacts they had the little push thing and then it would open up it was so nice and I'm like man I wish we had something like that these days I mean I like a lot of drugstore brands like, do you have certain drugstore brands that you like to use or do you like have different ones in Japan
0: okay so my general comment about like drugstore brands is that the face of makeup has changed so much yeah you know like from the 80s until now like The face of beauty is entirely different. And we all have to kind of, like, reconcile with, like, these changing faces of beauty and how, like, the public recognizes femininity and how they depict them in magazines and advertisements. It, like, it changes so much as time goes on, you know? But um, there's a lot of, like, consistent things that, like, have remained the same. Like, the highlight has always been there. Like, -hmm. the brows and, and... there are, 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 are but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but there are like these like pieces that have always been there. But like I feel like when the age of the Instagram influencer came on, a lot of people became really obsessed with like a certain sort of like a Kardashian face, you know? And, and it's so, the same thing
1: over and over and over.
0: Yes, exactly. So like when in like the eighties you would have like these products that like Definitely have like a, a specific use, but like you could use them on your own face. It's like now, like you have to kind of, um, whereas like in the 80s, the product serve your face, like now your face serves the product.
1: You're absolutely right. I think, I think a lot of it is just commercialization. And and I said that totally wrong because I had almost two glasses of wine already. And it's no, you only- said it
0: perfectly, you said it beautifully okay, in fact. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> but anyway, I think. That it's turned into the fact that a lot of beauty companies have realized that they can market off of a lot of these girls just buying, 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 buying what's new. And I've been there, you know, when I was in my 20s, I would buy anything that was new. But now when I look at things, I'm like, it's not new. I mean, to me, it's not new. I've seen it before, I've seen every it's oh. And don't get me started on that like burnt orange eyeshadow color that's been around for the past like four years. (laughs) That's the most recent one that I've ordered though. Is (laughs) the most recent one that I've ordered though is the ColourPop the Malibu Barbie set. Yeah. So I was kind of obsessed with it when I saw it and mainly just because of the blue (laughs) but I haven't gotten it yet but I I should get it soon but I think it'll turn out good I've seen um someone that I follow on Twitter use it on himself and the colors look really pretty so I'm kind of excited about it but I've always been drawn to extreme colors and bright colors and I just think they're more fun I will say that most people like when I have like a more natural look on, or people are like, "You're so pretty without makeup. You don't need makeup." And I always tell people like, "I might not need makeup, but I like it. Like I've always wanted to be an artist since I was a kid, and this is my way to express myself yeah. on my own face." And I've oh, I actually um, even did this one younger girl. I think she's like 15. She's one of my clients, and I did her brow wax. And then she's going to a wedding. She's like, can you make eyebrows darker? So I actually got to do a little bit of makeup today. I was excited. That's literally the reason why I went to school for cosmetology is because I wanted to do makeup. And then now I'm, you know, thousands of dollars in debt when I didn't actually have to go to school to do it. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess... like, I, I know what you mean. It's like um, the entire way I taught myself to do my makeup I never had, like, a drag mom or anything. Like, I never had anyone, like, showing me how to do stuff. I learned literally everything from YouTube. And, like, I look okay. Like, I look fine.
1: Right, right. And that's the same with me where, you know, I, like I said, I learned everything I know from magazines and just looking at the photos of makeup and everything. And then I would say probably mid-'90s is when they started – talking about makeup artists and who they are and i'll Mm. never forget seeing like kevin aquan um you know and stories about him and things like that and i've done i've done a couple of his looks i never got his making faces book but i did get a calendar that i recreated a couple looks from and i loved how he would just make somebody look like a completely different person yeah and that that's that's a lot of a lot of skill like you know just to make somebody look like another person even and I've, I've seen a lot of people on youtube do that and um like candy johnson she does such a great job i haven't watched her recently though and i haven't seen that she's done any looks like that or anything because maybe she's gotten a little big that she doesn't like change herself over anymore but like her old looks and stuff were cool
0: no totally and I, I think this is kind of, like, where, like, makeup starts to become, like, a cultural moment and a disaster. is like, when... A
1: disaster! It,
0: it, it, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I, I mean, but, like, literally, it's, like, you know, you're... You were grown up, like, from 80s kind of makeup looks. And, like, I have right. always been, like, uh, aesthetically drawn towards that era, like... I have no interest, really, in, like, what's going on now. Despite the fact that I love, like, Kardashians and I love a lot of modern, like, glamour, like, sure. my kind of beauty is has always been about the 80s, you know? Yeah. And I feel like so much of women's makeup experience is, like, now marketed off of trying to sell yourself to be fucked as a Barbie it's like you want to put your contour at a certain place and put your highlight here and like the huge Kylie Jenner lips like you want all of this this is the kind of makeup like a blow up that- doll exactly like a blow up doll you're so right and it's like people want you to look like that and
1: but- I don't care
0: No, I don't care at all. It's, like, the true beauty that you can get from makeup is, like, from finding a way to make yourself beautiful in a way that, like, is so tailored and specific to your hand. It's, like, you can create a gorgeous face on yourself, like, with these products. Like, if you ignore like what's going on in the contemporary culture and you just like work on like what you think is great and i i just I find agree. it to be so depressing that there's like this homogeny now when you could look back to the 80s and see all of these like really diverse like kind of makeup types and like that's that's really all i want at the end of the day is like I want to be able to look how I look like I want to look with my my fucking big man ass brows like dragged right down to my eyes. Like I want to do that with my beautiful highlight and my nice lips. That's all I need. I don't need to be the clown. You know what I mean?
1: I will tell you, I remember one one job that I had a couple years ago. And when I would first start a job, like I would get up and I would like put my makeup on every day, like for a couple weeks. And then I'm like, okay, bitch, I'm tired. Like, I'm not going to do it. And one girl that I befriended actually told me, she was like, wow. She's like, you actually don't really look that much different without your makeup on. And I've like, heard the same you. thing. I've heard the same thing. You are so
0: right. You're the first person to ever be right about this topic. It's like, <laughs> I I really can't deal with, like, looking at all the drag queens who they go into, like, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race every season. It's like, they're all very talented. Like, they know sure. how to do their face, like, in, like, that kind of beauty look. Like, they know what they're right. doing. But that's not what I want. Like, and that's I the want-
1: same thing as you saying about like the Instagram girls and stuff like that, like them all it's, it's kind of like, um, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Like a, Oh God. I hate when I can't remember words. Um,
0: I think it's cute when you don't remember words. So continue.
1: Well, well, thanks. It's, it's a condition. So, Oh, um, an assembly line. It's like an assembly line. And it's just the same thing over and over. And, you know, for some people, if that makes them feel better, that's great. And I, I applaud that if that's what you love to do. But, um, and I talk about this a lot, like you mentioned, you know, my Twitter and stuff like that. I want people to be comfortable with themselves. Don't hide who you are trying to fit in and look like everybody else because you're not. And that's what makes us all beautiful is the fact that we are all individuals and we are all different and we all have things that are make us different. And that's what makes the world a great place. And when I see, especially in the past, at least year, where now culture is starting to shift to shove people in boxes. like. Mm. I'm literally, like, you're trying to shove a star shape into, like, a round hole. Bitch, it's not going to work. Okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree. It's, like, I feel like drag queens have all been so disenchanted with makeup. And it's, like, they all have a certain image. It's, like, no, like, don't try to create someone else's face on yours. Like, become beautiful in your own element. And that's why I've always been so... They or take, take
1: different things. That's one thing that I've always done is I've always taken different elements from things that I like. And maybe, I mean, I'm going to, um, oh gosh, words again, the wine. Oh my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> i'm, I'm I gonna be it. generic right here and be like i'm a pisces no don't but... <laughs>
0: fuck fuck you don't apologize for being generic like being generic <laughs> is true real emotion like you're a pisces just like say what you feel like okay. who cares fuck the other right, people
1: Fuck it. so i meld myself and people are like you have an accent but i can't place it and i'm like yeah bitch because i've picked up different things throughout my life where I didn't want to sound like I was from one particular place because if I were ever to be in another part of the country or the world nobody could tell where the hell I was from and the same thing with makeup it's like I picked up so many different aspects of things that I liked and I put them together and I made them my own it's kind of like building a house like if you build a house from scratch you're going to say you know I like a wood railing on my stairs, but I also want marble in my kitchen, but I also want, like, a bright-ass colored bathroom, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. Speaking of
1: houses, what is with, and I know we're getting off subject with this, but on the same hand, it kind of goes hand-in-hand with just style. What is with all the gray fucking furniture out there right now? Like, I
0: can't find anything. You are right to ask. You are so right
1: (laughs) to ask. It's all gray! Why is everything gray? It's sad. McDonald's is gray. Like everything is gray <laughs> and sad and drab. And it's like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with it.
0: I just went to IKEA with my boyfriend like uh, two months ago, and I was like, I cannot imagine being in any of these rooms that they have exhibited here because they all look like every room I've been in in my entire life. It's like
1: they look like doctor's offices. It's disgusting. So like
0: repulsive. It's like it's, it's gross. I it's, can't even it's believe so it. Gross.
1: And then if you do try to find something like cool, if I want, because I've been looking for a sectional, and I'm like, oh, Big Lots has one for eight hundred dollars gray. I'm gray. Like, my walls in my living room are literally called Merlot. Like <laughs> it's like Dracula's castle in my living room I cannot have a gray couch maybe blue because I've been trying to bring in blues because some Uh of my carpet has like red and blue and I'm like okay cool no I can't find any blue anywhere I don't have like five grand to drop on a couch like now
0: everyone wants you to live in like this like little prison like they all want you to live in like this little jail cell like they all want you you to live
1: why why what do you think
0: why? It's because it's it's corporate. It's it's yep. it's financially successful with the people who run these businesses.
1: Yep, yep. And that's you. That's you could like go
0: out of your way, and you could go to the thrift stores and like buy antique furniture. You know, most people who move into a space, it's like okay, grave furniture time right now. Now, and then let me
1: just hang up one picture that's like weird and has a couple colors
0: yeah and they have never they don't even know the picture is it's like it's like some painting from like the 20th century that they've never seen before and they saw like on like some google image results page
1: <laughs> and then they went to like snapfish and then had like a mural like put on <laughs> put on it like uh what is that called oh my gosh oh my words um you know what i'm talking about a canvas the a canvas a canvas a canvas yeah. Yeah, so they're like, "Oh, I'm going to just go to Snapfish and I'm going to get it for like $40 because like this is what I like or the or especially if it's a single woman and then they have that quintessential like Audrey or Marilyn hanging up."
0: Oh, totally. And all of this like leads kind of my thought to like we both love makeup. It's a part of like our daily existence to like in order to like create the person we want to be. It's a lot about yeah artifice it's a lot about creating an image and like putting up a, a clone of yourself in some way and
1: I think I, it's an extension like it's, it's an extension of like for me especially it's an extension of who I am that that day like I'll wake up one day and like today I'm like yeah I'm not well I haven't put any makeup on today because I, I have a sunburn so but um queen I'll wake up and I'll <laughs> I tried <laughs> but then, then um like how I feel that particular day is who I want to project and some days I'm like you know what I might do something else or it also depends on the season like I I do seasonally do my makeup just a because I feel bright colors are the best for like spring and summer um darker colors in the winter so I I do like stick to that but unless I'm doing like a particular aesthetic for, like, fleets or something like that, you know? But most of the time, and then also, like I said, if it's, like, a thousand degrees, then I'm gonna just, like, not go hardcore and do a whole face of makeup.
0: No, like, I I think for me, it's, like, everyone who puts, like, makeup on, like, knows that, like, they're creating an artifice. Like, they, they know that they're doing an image. Like, everybody who puts on makeup and, like, does the work to really understand such refined concepts as blending your contour you know it's like yeah
1: so if you, if you if you've gotten to that particular level like when I see people and they're like I don't know how to do my eyeshadow or I don't know how to do it so I just don't and I'm like but try like you don't have to spend hours and hours like if you want to then just do it like you don't have to spend five hours like I know that you're a mom but like go pick up a couple things, or um, even people will say things um, on Twitter, and I will give them suggestions, and so I'm like, DM me, like, I will help you out, whatever you need. And what's funny about Twitter is, like, people are like, you're so nice, and I'm like, I'm just a person, like, I don't... I mean, well, I still have my same friends back at home, and we're like sisters, because we grew up together, so... I'm always on the phone with them, and when we go home, it's like still normal. Like, we go to the show and the movies and stuff. Yeah. So, you have to do that. 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 No. Yeah, no worries. And I went into my little, like, bag that no, I took to and No, I have my phone in and front of me stuff, as well to do the same thing, but no worries. And I saw thing, the, so the no glasses worries. case, and I'm like, are they in there? Yeah, and they okay. were, and I was so, like, so I was drunk, and I put my send. glasses away, Three, and I put the bag two... in the work
0: mm-hmm. bag.
1: Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> Three, two, one. All the people in the crowd grab a partner, take it down. It's me against the music. Uh-huh. It's just me and me, yeah. Britney Spears is the absolute 100% signifier of artifice. A makeup product embodied as a human being and someone who I have loved since I was, like, probably five or six years old. I think that she kind of embodies, basically, every sort of, like, false cultural image. Like, she was the selected lamb for the slaughter for everybody's, like, pent-up sexual regression, and now we are left with her extremely amazing discography. And I'm kind of curious, like, what your relationship with uh, Britney Spears is like.
1: Oh, my God. Just by you saying that, I literally wanted to cry when you said, like, lamb to the slaughter. Like... Yeah. Um... Okay, so... When Britney came about, I want to say, oh gosh, wait, I got to Google because I don't remember because I'm old. (laughs) Um, But she's only a year younger than me. Okay. Okay. So it was 99. Yeah. So I remember, um, I remember when Baby One More Time came out and I was 19 and I liked the song and I know like a bunch of guys were like, oh my God, like she's so hot and this and that. And I, I just really liked her persona because growing up loving, um, especially dance. And even in 99 videos were a huge, huge thing. So seeing her in videos, actually dancing and doing stuff. And at the time I was a huge Jewel fan. So loving Madonna, Janet Jackson, Jackson, stuff like that. Then Brittany comes out and she's pretty much my age and i was like man i was like this girl's like really good like she's got the dance moves down she's got everything down and then in retrospect look well actually no even then i knew about things that were kind of going on because if you really listen to her music and you pay attention to at least the oops album you can see where just that first album made her feel really super lonely. Because on my way to work today, I was listening to the Oops album and like one of her songs that always stood out to me the most was Lucky. Yeah. And when you know, she that was the, when we were talking about the makeup and the persona and stuff like that, when she brings out like it's a different person but she's always talking about herself. And a lot of people, especially in the media, never recognized that. They just saw her as, oh, you're a cute girl and you can sing and you can dance and like put on a show, show pony, you know?
0: <laughs> no, literally show pony. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like um the way that culture largely has consumed Britney Spears up until like her kind of Me Too moment that she's in now was like, they kind of just, like, ate her up. It's like, they took what her team and, like, what she wanted to do and they looked at it without any context whatsoever and they just kind of put it out there with, like, a scathing evil, like, wretched kind of eye. And my personal experience with Brittany is that I was, um, first exposed to Oops, I Did It Again when I was, like, very young, like, in elementary school. Yeah. And um, I, you know, obviously didn't have like the uh, emotional repertoire to uh, understand I was a homosexual at that point. So I told my parents I was going to marry Britney Spears. Oh. Like, she was going to be my wife. <laughs> I mean, like, it's still possible. Well,
1: tell totally. me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think I honestly feel like Britney Spears needs a gay wife. But, like, I think so. nonetheless,
1: I think that would help.
0: I was, like, the whole time that I was, like, obsessed with her, I, like, even from the young age, I was, like, I have to be, the like, the man for her, you know? And I think that culture has a large problem with dealing with Britney Spears because of the extremely harsh and repressive work conditions she was under on top of the role of being a teenage sexual superstar. Mm-hmm. And so... Basically, all of American culture has been asked to, like, deal with Britney Spears. No one has a way out. And everyone has kind of just, like, resorted to this, like, Me Too garbage about her, like, uh, constituency, like, with her father. What is it called, even?
1: Oh, I can't. You know. I can't remember exactly what it's called. No,
0: girl, I can't either. Because I don't think about it. No,
1: I don't either. And I I just think about her as a person and do you know she follows me on twitter i don't even know how and it was like from years and years and years ago but britney actually does follow me
0: well i mean she's right to do but so. it was like, even she before saw... i was
1: posting any type of content so maybe when she was just like following people just to follow them i'm not gonna like put that on myself, like, oh, she actually likes the shit that I put out there, because, like...
0: No, I am. I'm gonna put that on <laughs> you. I'm gonna say that Britney Spears saw, like, the, like, intuit primordial orge <laughs> of your Twitter account, and was she like, might, yes, me She might me watch too.
1: things secretly and just, like, I don't know about it. But, um...
0: Yeah. I, I think that Britney Spears is reading everything you post, honestly.
1: <laughs> but I will say, um, as far as her persona, and I think just like similar aspects of us growing up in like, I know her family wasn't super poor like mine, um, but they did. her family actually like cried for her, which is cool. Cause my family sucks, but um, uh, just my immediate family, I must add. Um, but anyway, she, you know, she went out there, she put herself out there and she made it. But then when she started, she's, she's like a beautiful soul. Like that's the thing. She's such a beautiful soul. And she was so young and, and naive. And I'm not going to say she wasn't naive because, because of the fact that like, she didn't, I can't, okay. I'm not putting words in somebody's mouth because me, myself growing up the way that I did, like I experienced like a lot of hardship Um, But when you don't see that from a very young age, it's hard for you to recognize things that are happening to you when people who have power are taking control. And I think by her second album, especially Oops, she started to realize that. And she, she actually put songs on it there that were like literally a cry for help. And you know, when you, you look at Lucky and she's like, you know, you know, I'm so great. Everything or everybody thinks everything's so great, but I'm so sad. Like there's so many songs on the album that are the slower songs that she's like, I'm, I'm so sad, but, um, and then no no,
0: you're, you're so right. I, I, I have, um, the albums I was listening to most in, pre- in uh, preparation for this was, like, A Blackout and In The Zone and Oops, I Did It Again. And Oops, I Did It Again was a record that I had on cassette when I was, like, six years old. Like, I, I put it in my that. fucking... Like, my, I know, I, like, put in my cassette walk player, like, when I was, like, in, like, little road trips with my parents. And it was, like, um... Even like from that moment, like when I was like a bit, like a literal child who like doesn't understand how art works, I was like, "You still did, you still did, though. It
1: it doesn't matter if you're a child. If you got it, don't. If you got it, you got it. Yeah, exactly. No, literally. How old you are? You can rock it at five years old, and you got it. It's still your personality, and it's still who you are. Yep. So." Don't take that away from yourself. Don't
0: ever take that away from yourself. Oh, oh my God. I'm riveted. I was like, at five years old, I saw the brilliance of Britney Spears. That's what it was. It wasn't that I was just like, oh, fun pop songs. It was like, yes, I even like when I listened to Oops, I did it again. It's like that like really young age. I was like, there is something like deep and tragic and upsetting Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And, you know. You can, everybody can kind of comment on how Britney, like, doesn't write or produce her own music, but nonetheless, like, she's the vessel, like, and yes. she chooses what she does, yes. and it's like, I I really feel like a strong... I think she
1: chose what she did for a long time, and then it progressed to her not choosing, which is really sad. But go okay. ahead, I'm
0: sorry. No, I, no, 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 don't, don't apologize, I completely agree, it's like... Um, especially, like, in those, like, early albums, it was, like, she was kind of, like, this, like, cultural vessel. Like, when you go back to her really early music and, like, you think about the Rolling Stones album with the Teletubby and the phone and the open shirt, (laughs) it's, like, Britney Spears as a figure was able to take all of this massive culture and all this anxiety about, like, sexuality and she... Among the people she worked with, like, she was able to recognize that, like, she was on to some massive cultural moment, and she manifested it. Like, there are these interviews where she talks about how she asked to do the racy Rolling Stone, like, photo. And that's know. the thing like, where
1: I get super mad when people are like, they made her do this bitch. She was, like, 19, okay? She was 19. When you're 19 years old, you know... What you're doing, and those photos were beautiful. And that was, oh my god, I miss Rolling Stone when it was like awesome. I really do.
0: <laughs> Me too. I totally do. Like oh Rolling god. Stone used to be this magazine that like put like young stars and oh. like the sexual element that they like truly exist in. Like now it's just like. I don't even know. I don't like, even
1: know because I don't touch magazines anymore. Because first of all, they're like skinny as all hell. There's no content. It's all ads. And I miss magazines. Like, wait, hold on. I'm so scared. like, I miss magazines. I miss, I miss those those days of print. Those those days of actual print were glorious. And yeah, like when I see people are like.
0: It's like someone puts the Britney Spears cover in front of you and says, like, talk about this. It's like having to reconcile with, like, a physical, like, object of, like, this young girl with the Teletubby and the phone and, like, the open shirt. It's like this extreme, confrontational, frightening, cultural moment that is also super compulsive and, like, fascinating.
1: Yeah, and it's not, it's not like it wasn't done before. I mean, come on. Like, it, look at Madonna when, you know, she was writhing on the stage at the MTV, like, video music awards, you know what I mean? And then speaking of that, that's one thing I was thinking of too, that whole MTV VMAs thing with her and Madonna when they kissed, like, that was a huge, huge thing back then. Like, we were all like, oh my god, Britney and Madonna are gonna, like, perform. And now when I, like, like, I listen to me against the music, and it just sounds crappy to me now. Like, then it was cool, but it just sounds crappy and thrown together to me right now. Like, even, um, what was that song? Oh, was it, like, Five Seconds or something that Madonna did with Justin? So she did that oh, with Britney, uh, yeah, and then she did that minutes. with Justin. So, I mean, I get it. That was her relevancy thing, and we're not making it about her. But that was a big thing, too, where it was, like, a whole like, is Britney the new Madonna and all this stuff, and it was always kind of tied back to that when it, she was just being herself, and young yeah. of, like, the oops, I remember being, like, 20 and working at Sam's Club, and that video would be on all the time, and her in that freaking, like, ponytail that now Ariana has going on all the time, and that coral full cat suit that's like pleather listen pleather is hot as shit like not
0: is hot as fuck for sure
1: not only by looking at it but wearing it like you sweat like a motherfucker when you wear that shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you know when you put pleather on at a gig it's like everybody knows but um my thought about like me getting some music it's okay so you know we've already established that like you know Brittany was kind of, like, selected by culture to be the vessel of, like, sexuality towards young girls. And, like, she knew what she was doing. She manifested it in a really smart and compelling way. Like, she selected managers and she worked with publications and demanded photos of herself to be published that are all very conducive to this moment. Right, but and, she wasn't trashy um, about it. No, never, 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 never. never to be Because to be trashy means to um, suggest some kind of glamour that you actually are not. And Britney has always been at her level. Mm-hmm. She's never lied about who she is. Nope. She's never tried to make some illusion about what kind of girl she might be. And that's why I, you know, you don't really like uh, me and some music. But when I, I listen to that song, it's like I see Madonna kind of recognizing, like, how culture is viewing women in pop music and like kind of interacting with that and I find it really fascinating you know yeah no
1: I like it it's just like I said I hadn't heard it in years and it just seemed kind of dull to me right now which is odd but I do understand like the cultural aspect of it well because I mean it,
0: it there's uh I mean you could put any two pop stars together right now it's like through oh, our Grande right, against right. the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why I said it's the- like
0: you could, you could put any two people together right now, you know, and it would mean nothing. Mm-hmm. But like to imagine like Britney and Madonna like collaborating on the opening track of her like fourth record is yeah amazing.
1: That's why I said like the cultural aspect of it still like it's it's amazing. Like even though the song to me right now kind of feels like eh, um, but yeah, you're totally right.
0: No, and it's, like, that's, like, kind of, like, my basis, like, towards Britney in general, is that, like, even though in that moment she was, like, doing a huge cultural moment, uh-huh. it was, like, she was accepting the torch from Madonna, like, she was, like, passing it forward. Oh, um, yeah, and every, right! But, you know, even aside from that, it's, like, Britney Spears in every facet of her career has just been... You know, Britney Jean Spears. Like, she's always been this girl. And I I feel like there's been, like, three moments to her career in a big cultural sense. The first one is that it was the kind of controversial, hot young girl. Mm -hmm. And everyone was fascinated and and enriched by her. Everyone wanted to know what she was doing. And then she had her freak out. Mm -hmm. Justifiably. Mm -hmm. And... Then she was blacklist number one. And now we're kind of in like this woke era where it's like people are like um, recontextualizing her life as like this Me Too moment where it's like, oh my God, like Britney was abused. Like she's like in this conservatorship, like she's ruined. And it's, oh, you like...
1: found the word.
0: <laughs> yeah, I found it. I got there. Look at me go. Yeah. <laughs> oh god it took me like how many hours but it's like I don't know it's like every single error of the way that the public reacts to Britney is wrong right because she's she just is her it's like this earnest southern girl like this kind Mm -hmm. lovely woman who loves gay people loves dance music Mm -hmm. loves having fun loves her kids who draw anime pictures right and it's like That is where the real genius of Britney lies. It's, like, not in this, like, bizarre, like, way that people think about her now. Like, the the avarice of makeup. It's, like, she has eluded all elements of pop stardom by just, like, being dumb in herself. And I think it's, it's really beautiful.
1: Well, and that's the thing where you're always going to have people who have a particular idea of who you are, no matter what you show them, they will always make up something in their own head about who you are. And she showed every aspect of herself. She's like, listen, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is me. And then still people will say, no, um, that's wrong. She's like, there's something wrong with her. And I'm like, no, like she's just a normal person. And that's, that's the biggest thing where I think, um, and her in general can speak for celebrity where, you, you know, you don't have to have a persona outside of who you actually are. You can be yourself. And still be a celebrity. And I think that's where people are like, wait, I want to draw the line because I don't want to know that you're a real person. I want to keep my own idea of you and not know you're a real person. And that's bullshit.
0: It's absolutely bullshit. No, awesome. it totally is. It's totally bullshit. And I feel like... um Madonna was really, like, the first to be able to, like, present, like, her uh, private life in, like, a pop cultural setting. Yeah. And Britney also was able to do the same thing. And now we see, like, these droves of artists, like, um, Olivia Rodrigo and, like, Billie Eilish and all these people who, like, are purporting to be confessing elements of themselves, whereas, like, they're merely, like, uh, but on the they're, same they're hand, just they're merely... only giving you snippets. Yeah, they're just giving you snippets. They're giving you the idea of something mm-hmm. where like, Britney and, and Madonna and all of If you're going to do it, iconic, go like... balls out, man. Like, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> because, like, can you imagine, like, someone like Billy Eilish doing Blackout ever? No. Like, it would never happen. No. And even... No.
1: Even just, um... Like, her whole, like, reveal in, uh vogue recently and stuff like that like the pictures were beautiful but then like the words that came out of your mouth were trash like what's that about but anyway we're not talking about her we're talking about britney um (laughs) so
0: no but i feel the same way about britney it's like because like Everybody wants to make this, like, narrative out of, like, her Instagram and, like, how, like, bizarre she is. I'm like, no, she's, like, a mom who, like, loves her kids.
1: She's literally, like, she does the same shit that I do. Like, (laughs) she's like, hey, (laughs) look at my outfits today. Oh, my God, listen to my kids. They don't want me to be in their room right now. You know what I mean? Like, she's just like, okay, guys, whatever. The only, only, only thing that I will say about Britney is, like, Girl, I just want you to clean up, like, the the mascara or the eyeliner from, like, the night before. Oh,
0: I love it. Oh, I well, love her raccoon circles. But you know what? That's, it's,
1: like, it's I, iconic I, for her. That's her love. It is. It, so, it's I her mean, thing. It's like, like, she just rolls with it. But I just, like, I want, like, I think it's just me being um, a perfectionist in makeup yeah. that I was, like, I couldn't never do it. But... She does it and she's like, Yeah, whatever. I'm going to be outside by my tree and I'm going to do a little dance because I slept in my mascara last night. <laughs> and she's like, She doesn't give a shit.
0: No, it's like, I, I uh, her makeup is awful. Like, there's like literally like no question about it. You know, it's like day ever old, since...
1: but it's like the girl that just partied all night and she's like, Yep, it's him. Hey,
0: <laughs> it's like such a disaster. It's like, um, a beautiful you know, disaster. Even... That's exactly it. It's, like, she is a complete, total train wreck of makeup. But, like, I love it. Like, I love to see her failing and, like, struggling because it's, like, that's you real. can see. Yeah, it's real. It's, like, you. that's that's it. Like, I don't even have to go off about it. It's, like, you can see the artist behind the music. Like, you can see who is there. And that's been a quality of her music from the start. Yep. No matter how little of it she writes, like, no matter how little of it she produces, like, what her input is, like...
1: She still will show up and she will nail it and then be, like, "Mike drop out.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like, because that is the cultural role. And she, somebody, her or not, was able to recognize, like, Britney Spears as, like, a cultural symbol, like, meant one certain thing And she has seen that throughout her career and has been addressing it throughout. And it's like, I really think that, like, people underestimate, like, her artistic integrity and, like, what she's, like, capable of saying Mm -hmm. as, like, an artist. Everybody, like, people who like pop music, art, like, you know, art, rightist people on Twitter, like, everybody doesn't get Britney because they just, like, see her as, like, some top 40 person. Okay. I'm going like to
1: interject for a second. Do you know why? Go ahead. This is why. Tell me. This is completely why. Because once she started in the mid 2000s to get big enough, at that point, that's when the record companies decided that they were going to spit people out again, like on an assembly line. And if you don't fit into the assembly line, and, and if you show who you are, mm, and then my voice changes when I get really deep into things. Um, if you, if you show who you are, you're worthless. And that's, that's the biggest part. That's the biggest part is because she showed who she was and she showed really who she was. And companies don't feel like that actually makes money when. It's actually the opposite, but no, it's totally life, opposite. you want people to be robots. You want people to buy the things, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy this, buy that, buy that. Don't pay attention to who you are. Just keep going, keep pushing on, keep buying things, keep making a fake persona about yourself. And that's why she was shoved under the rug. And it's wrong because then once these You know, people wake up when they're forty years old. What the fuck happens then,
0: right? No, literally, it's like impossible to imagine. And I I I feel I'm there right now. I'll be there in like fifteen years, so I'll be there, girl. But like, um, it's okay. I feel like I don't, I have no idea how I'm going to be at 40. I think I want to be like a man Lepore and just like do so much plastic surgery that I look like a monster.
1: <laughs> well, listen, now you got me. So. Yeah. Uh, when I'm 40 together. years old,
0: I'm going to. Uh, well, I mean, we were talking about this earlier before we started. I was like, when you told me your actual age, I had been thinking you're 29 the whole time. And I was <laughs> like, shook. Because you have, like, this, like, contemporary, friendly energy. And, like, th- in the same way Britney does. It's, like, the the reason that Britney works is because, like, her innate charisma was able mm-hmm. to her penetrate. Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Every single thing she did. And so whenever you listen to a Britney song, no matter how dumb or, like, like much of a failure it was, it's, was, like, you could hear her there. Yep. And I just feel like with Britney's career and her trajectory overall, it's like the public decided to take the easy way out. And they're like, oh, this is like dumb pop music. It's like silly, like pop music that's from a forgotten era. And you know the reason why?
1: The reason why is because, like I said, it was was too real.
0: Yep. And the most insidious thing about this is that like, Only now recently have people started to realize that, like, the, the quote, real, unquote, Mm -hmm. like, celebrity image is profitable. Mm -hmm. And so now they do it in the most fake, unreal ways. And it's so funny because, like, Billie Eilish, for instance, the credit is, like, a writer and everything. She works closely with family. And yet... Everything she does, like, feels so canned in comparison to, like, something like, oops, I did it again. Yeah. Or Blackout. Yep. Or, like, In the Zone, where it's, like, these artists, like, had, like, honestly, like, more people, like, working on their projects. But, like, nonetheless, like, the cultural moment allowed for them to be, like, real in a more sexual and honest way. Yes. Whereas, like, now we deal with, like, this, like, castrated Loft nightmare.
1: And it is. It's a freaking nightmare because people are just like oh my god you know you're that's in well not to tie it into myself because i don't like to do those things no
0: go ahead i love to hear it
1: even in like my fleets where i won't put things on my timeline like i did one time and i was like hey if you miss this shit here it is um but that's not all me you know so it's like it's an extension so I think that it's super, super disgusting when you have a persona and you just keep that particular persona. Just the same as, like I said, with makeup, like women doing their makeup the same every day. Like, as a person, you're not just one thing. And Brittany has never been just one thing. And even if she doesn't show that she's evolving as far as, makeup or her clothes or anything like that that doesn't mean that she is not evolving as a person mentally and i think that like what you said with like the canned things and everything like that it makes it super canned and that people are stuck in one place and they can't evolve mentally especially women um you know, I see a Definitely lot of people women. saying yeah. that, you know, women, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. Okay, then fucking do it. Then do it. Then, like, go out there, do whatever you want. Like, no holds barred. Be who you are. The way that people view Britney,
0: um, is, like, in this, like, completely wrong way. It's like... They kind of, like, put her as, like, this, like, social justice pariah of Ew, and someone so who's, been like, wronged Ew. by the... It, it's so wrong. It's so false. It's, like, even if that did happen, and I, I do believe it did to an extent, it's, like, that doesn't matter because her innate charisma and her sexual persona and, like, her being as a as a feminine creature yes. was able to, like infect the culture because she was an interesting person yep and and
1: then she was taken away like whoosh taken away mm-hmm. oh i want to just like backtrack to the whole like her meltdown stuff and we
0: haven't even talked about that we yet we did like, not we we've been talking about britney so broadly like we we barely talk about her music we haven't talked about her meltdown well, i'm no, fascinated you're about,
1: about her broadly and not focus specifically on certain things but I will say
0: that's so true because Mm -hmm. like these fucking HBO documentaries like all of these like cultural commentary pieces that are trying to like dissect like what happened to Britney I'm like fuck you like she was an earnest young woman Mm -hmm. who was in the spotlight and made pop music like trying to turn her into like this like screaming victim is evil right
1: and also listen I am going to tell you and I'm going to well now I'm telling everybody (laughs) as a professional okay so at that point in oh my god what was it 2007 when that happened with her and she shaved her head um what and I might be wrong because I drank a whole bottle of wine but fuck it anyhow okay so she always had extensions in her hair And I will tell you, because I had one, one singular keratin-infused extension in my hair. Now, it was pink, and I got done at a hair show, okay? So, by the end, a couple months later, it was literally hanging by one strand of hair. (laughs) Yep, yeah. One strand of hair. And because you have to brush your hair, and you have to brush your hair from the scalp down. When you have any type of extensions, tape in, braid in, keratin infused, you cannot touch your scalp with a brush no. at all. So if you do, you pull it. And when you pull it, you break the hair. So because she kept getting them in to keep up the look, what it did was destroy every bit of hair that she had. That is why she went in and shaved her head. And I have never, never seen anyone come out and actually say that's what happened. For me personally, because I know of the extensions that she had in and what I even experienced one little guy in my hair, I know it because it destroyed her hair. And that's why you have a lot of these girls out there with wigs on and everything. And she was just tired of the bullshit. And she was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to shave it. And then I did see in her documentary, or not her documentary, but, like, what the heck was The pissed? documentary. Whatever. Yeah. The documentary. When she went after that dude that was, like, the paparazzi. And he, like, always followed her and stuff. Like, ma'am, I'd get pissed, too, if you just came at me and you were following me and stuff like that. Like, like, especially at that point, when you, when, if I shaved my whole head, because I was so mad that my hair looked like shit, that I had to shave it all off. And then you're going to put a camera in my face. I would do this. God darn same thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, like eat my fucking umbrella, bitch. It's yeah. Like, fuck oh my you. god.
1: And I, I ruined like the littlest bit of your car when you get a hundred grand from a photo from me. Fuck
0: off! Oh yeah, from one picture like the um the Britney scandal was something that's like very important to me because like um I had grown up, like listen to Oops I, I oops I did it again. Mm-hmm. And then after in the zone, and my parents started like freaking out about like her sexual behavior, and like they banned like blackout from the house. Oh like, no! I know they they commented on how much of like a scandal she was, and I had to talk to my mom, and I was like, I like break the ice from blackout, and she was like, Well, Brittany's a very troubled woman. And it's like, of course she was. She was like the virginal lamb that was put out to the slaughter. It's like, I I honestly feel like every 20 years, American culture has to pick one beautiful young woman. And then they just abuse and rape and molest her in public. And until they, they can see what frightening extremities she can reach and what i i truly find inspiring about britney okay take me because
1: like i've been there so like can i be the lamb yeah. so then i could tell everybody to fuck off <laughs> no yeah exactly
0: it's like like fuck off it's like because even despite britney being that the the, the sacrificial beast mm-hmm. that, like people like cut the throat of and, like bled into the river it's like There was, there's not one album in her whole career where she like gives into it. There's not one moment in the Britney Spears discography where she's like, I'm the tragic victim. Like, feel sorry for me. I'm the one who's the lamb. She understood what she was doing. She's very smart. And she made delicious dance pop music that makes everybody happy when it comes on.
1: And that's the thing where it's like, hey, this is life. This is where I'm at. And she was like, I'm just going to make people happy because even though I'm being unhappy in my life, that doesn't mean that I'm going to make everybody else unhappy. And that's how I feel personally. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that I go through personally and in my life. And I I don't want to bring people down with me. That's not my goal. Right. You no, know, she wants to have Fun. yes like when you have fun even though you feel like shit when you you just make your own fun and that's just how it goes and then that's how i feel
0: like a lot of the blackout discourse is like really misguided because the yeah. blackout is probably my favorite britney spears album but everyone is like oh this is the darkest point of her life it's so postmodern and existential it's like No, like, this is just, like, a woman, like, producing, like, beautiful, fun, Mm -hmm. amazing, Mm -hmm. interesting pop music. Yeah. And she, she had the ability to, like, engage with her image and, like, use that to create, like, a satisfying pop song for everybody. But it's, like, I just find it so horrifying and obnoxious how all of the media now is, like, Okay, Britney Spears, the Me Too victim, like this, like tragic lamb, and she's never done that ever, and And that's that's why she
1: wanted, and that's not what she. No, I mean, okay, not not speaking for her, of course, not speaking for her, of course, like you know, because we don't know her, but on the same hand, like just taking from what she puts out there. Like you said, no matter what's thrown at her, she's not going to succumb. And that's the thing, she's not going to succumb and she's not going to make herself seem like a sad, tragic victim because guess what? That's life. That is Everyone
0: is a sad, tragic victim.
1: we
0: all are we all are everybody nobody's had a fucking everybody draws their contour too low sometimes like everybody has that day where it's fucked up and britney has had a lot of fucked up days but we all have it's amazing to me no everyone it's like it's amazing to me that she like had her umbrella moment everybody like frowned at her and then you know what who fucking cares? She just like made, made more pop music. I think it's yeah. beautiful and gorgeous. And the other thing I think that is really important to me, and I was talking about it last week. Oh my God, you're so week, animated that... right
1: now. I love it.
0: I'm furious. <laughs> it's like I'm so angry about how people rape Britney Spears. It's like fuck everyone. <laughs> hey, how dare you? How
1: fucking dare you?
0: I I just feel like I people. Want to put up some ironic, emotional, fake layer between everything they do, every movie they watch, Mm -hmm. every TV Mm -hmm. show they put on, every album they listen to. It's like, oh, like I like this, but it's for this dumb, retarded, like, fake. No, just like it,
1: like it, that's it. No,
0: you can just like Britney Spears. You don't have to have some intellectual take about it. You can just think that her songs are fun to dance to, and like that's what they're for. Right, right. I because you know what? You hear "Piece of Me" come out of the club, and you're like, you're not contemplating like her tragedy. No,
1: you're just like, yeah, man, I danced, and this was awesome, and I'm sweaty, and I'm gross, and. It was like amazing. And then you see her being all cute too, and you're like, oh, I love you. Yes. <laughs> That's what yes! Out. <laughs> so, on that
0: note, I kind of want to ask you what, what are your favorite Britney Spears songs? Like, what songs do you think of that you truly love from her? Okay.
1: Well, I mentioned Lucky before. Okay. Now I got to. Yes, I, which is amazing. I, I got to go off camera because I got to look because I can't think right now because I'm, I literally like a half an Italian rap. And that was it. Oh, I can't go on to Spotify. Wait, okay. My internet.
0: You're cutting out like a little bit. Really crappy I right now. What you're and then it
1: went off before. Okay, boom. Back. Do you like that?
0: Um, what did you say? <laughs>
1: Did you hear me or no? Not at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, hold on. My internet at work like totally sucks and I have it off. Can oh. you hear me now?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay, so when I go to Spotify, um it shuts off, which sucks.
0: Oh, I don't care. But I mean, Lucky is a gr- it's a great place to start from. Why do you why do you love Lucky so much?
1: Because it really talks about how people see the persona of somebody, but on the same hand, it doesn't mean that you're not a sad person.
0: Yeah, and it's also just like a fun song to listen to in the car.
1: It is. Because it's, it's, like- it's like you could take it either way. You have it and you could like be like,
0: I think your hand is covering the mic.
1: Okay, wait. Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, say it again.
1: All right. Is it better?
0: Yeah, totally. Okay.
1: So then when you're, like, in the car, you could just be like, she's so lucky. But then on the same hand, you could just be like, oh, wow. Like, it kind of sucks that she's super famous and she has all these things, but she also goes to sleep at night and she's still sad because... A yeah. lot of us are sad, you know? And sad things happen in our life and we go through sad things in our life and that's just life. Like I, I completely hate when people try to make it seem like sad things don't happen. And like you mentioned about me being positive. On the same hand, even being positive, um, a lot of it comes from sadness.
0: Of course. Um, well, I mean, I think like your your positivity, like, uh, it's not just like merely like, oh, I'm hot and sexy and like oh God, I have no. like nice boobs, no. which is all true, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's all true, but it's like, um, you know, in the same realm of shit posting and in the same realm of like, you know, posting beautiful pictures of your makeup. It's like it all comes from. Um, some sort of seed of truth, and th- that's why Lucky is beautiful and fascinating is because it's an amazing shit posting pop song, but at the same time, it's like you can kind of like feel that like tragic layer to it as well, yeah.
1: Because I always grew up like wanting to write sonnets, you know,
0: <laughs> gorgeous.
1: I always felt like I thought once I was like 30 years old, we would all sit around in an old study and smoke cigars and drink like bourbon and just hang out um another one that I like that I just I was listening to today when it was in the zone actually what was wait no no it wasn't in the zone it was on oops hold on I gotta find it (laughs) Oh! What you see is what you get. So Oops came out in 2000. So I was 20. And, um, my ex at the time would always tell me, you know, you're going to find like a big muscle guy and you know, you're going to be with them instead of me and this and that. And I was like, um, I'm with you for a reason. And then he got like super depressive about like all the things. And, um, I've just like been with people that held me back. I think just to keep that, keep me in a certain box. And I, that was the whole thing when I had that. I was like, I had that song driving around in my, oh my God, I don't even know what year my car was at that time. Like, oh, it was a 1991 Chevy Lumina and it was red.
0: Iconic. And
1: I had a CD player with the tape deck hookup.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love it so much.
1: So yeah. And then when I first heard that song, I was like, this is me like hey you if you want me to forget like that's it that's that's the whole thing you know like what you see is what you get but
0: no that's something i i felt about britney the whole time is that like because like she had so many people like working on her songwriting and there's like so many hands involved like plus her yeah (laughs) it's like there's so many people like Producing the product that it actually Ends up becoming just like innately True and like some of it like might Be kind of like cringe or embarrassing To listen to but it's like there's No way you can listen to something like lucky Or like like anything off of Oops I did it again it's it's all so True there was always something on um, her
1: Albums that she Got to sneak by That revealed the True her But It also was poppy and cute that, like, oblivious people didn't see. It was like, hey, here's a deep track I'm going to throw on here. And she was trying to be, like, Jewel or something. She still put it out there, like, and it had to be her own voice or even whoever was writing things for her understood what she was going through at that time which is awesome because to collaborate with somebody and then also see what you're going through and write a well, no, song to, like, for you to, it's to amazing to like
0: synthesize like that that cultural image and to like take all of the references and the news cycle mm-hmm. and to, like put it into a song it's like there's so much like Extremely specific cultural work that has to be done to produce it. Yeah. And even
1: her songs, even her songs are deeply layered. Like, it's not just like, hey, let's do the chorus and the bridge and everything. There are layers to her songs that don't exist these days. These no, days, totally. it's, it's like, like, hey, well, because it's my so moves, superficial. It's like, I'm this. on
0: antidepressants. <laughs> like, I, I'm so depressed. I'm sad. Like, I sleep with older men and like that's that's it. It's like everyone is like doing like Lana Del Rey like plus Britney Spears like plus Xanax and I'm like oh my God. I literally don't care.
1: I can't I can't with the whole Lana Del Rey thing because I'm like, bitch, have you not heard of Amy Winehouse? And that may be another <laughs> podcast for <rise>. us.
0: <laughs> that might be a whole other episode because I do love both of them. But um I think my overall favorite Britney Spears songs are um briefly I love break the ice for the anime music video and also because it's just like a hot, exciting pop song on a record that's supposed to be like this dark, brooding, existential nightmare. And it's just like I just wanna have sex with you and I think that's like a thrilling little a little moment. I think that all of her singles are amazing. I love Oops, I Did It Again, especially because of like my awareness it was the first like, growing thing. up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And like, the Titanic reference is, like, so retarded, but, like, it just, like, makes so much sense. Like, but it's, it, like it's perfect, it, roots it will never it die. in that
1: culture at that time.
0: Oh, like, at that time, I can imagine, like, hearing it being like, oh, she referenced Titanic. But, like, now, like, listening back, it's, like, genius.
1: But even after, even on that album, when she's like, hey, this is Brett, Leave a message. Beep.
0: <laughs> like... Oh I love it. Like she had a song called Email My Heart. Like to Who?
1: Right? Oh my god. Email
0: what? I, I, <laughs> Email I, I also what? love that, like You know, we've been talking about Britney Spears for like an hour and it's like we haven't even like mentioned like her ex-husbands. It's like Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Every everyone should just like learn to forget about the Britney Me Too thing, her ex-husbands, the conservatorship. Just like Go listen to fucking toxic at the club, oh, and like that was my karaoke. That's the whole Britney experience.
1: Sure. Yep,
0: oh, I love that.
1: That was my whole my song for sure. People would like request it for me back in the day.
0: Oh, I would die to hear it from you.
1: Well, we'll have to do it one day.
0: No, oh, it'll happen. And I mean, this you. is the, the, the no come. I'm waiting. This is the whole beauty of like makeup as well. It's like you present this like a. Uh, you know, aesthetically engaging, very simple image, but there's so many fascinating, like, desirable layers beneath it. And it's, like, you can either kind of choose to accept makeup or Britney Spears as, like, a cultural feminine joke, or you can just enjoy it for the sensual pleasures.
1: Right! Absolutely! And that's the thing, like, this is life. This is what we're all here for. Like, it doesn't have to be that, like... (sighs) okay certain things could be deep but then like it doesn't have to be that deep man like live your life you just
0: get a horny listening to Britney at the club (laughs) and it's fine
1: this is a story about a girl named Lucky
0: early morning she wakes up